Welcome to the Seed to Sow podcast. I am Lisa Weathers Hall, and I am excited to share a word from the Lord with you today. I pray that you will be encouraged by what God speaks to us through this message. The title of our teaching today is Holding On in the Storm. Holding On in the Storm. And it's based on the scripture in Acts chapter 27, verses 20 through 26. Acts 27, verses 20 through 26. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves the damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. This text finds the Apostle Paul in a dangerous and precarious position. Paul is no stranger to persecution or trouble or punishment. But here Paul is in a uniquely difficult situation. He is a prisoner on a ship bound for Italy where he will stand trial to defend himself before Caesar. Now, to the outside observer, it would seem that this voyage was in trouble from the start. Paul had admonished the captain that it probably wasn't a good idea to sail at that time, but the captain did not listen. It was bad enough that the voyage was ill-advised, but to make things worse, Paul was a prisoner with no control, and he was in a storm. There's nothing like a storm to show you what you're made of. And even though Paul was no stranger to hardship or difficulty, this was no ordinary storm. Storms are to be expected. If you're going to be a sailor, you know you're going to have to deal with storms. If you spend time on the water, you can expect to deal with storms. As it is in life, storms will come. The more we mature in the Lord, the less surprised we are that storms arise and when challenges and difficulties arise. Sometimes young believers believe that because they are saved, things will always come together, that things will always go smoothly. But the more experience we have with the Lord, the more we understand that sometimes there are bumps in the road. The more we come to know the Lord, the more we come to expect that life is going to be rough at times and storms are to be expected. 
This storm was distinguished by the fact that it was relentless. It didn't just blow in and blow out. You know, sometimes we have rainstorms and the rain comes down very hard. But in a few minutes, the sun comes out and it's like it just wet things up. But sometimes storms come in, even in life, and it seems unending. This storm seemed unending. It went on and on and on. As the storm continued, they did what they could to improve their chances of survival. They did everything they could to try to lighten the load on the ship. They threw the cargo over. They did everything they knew how to do. Have you ever been in a situation like that? You find yourself in a financial storm and you try to curb your spending, try to analyze what you did wrong. You try to fix your financial situation, pay your bills on time. You try to figure out where money was being wasted and how to make it better for yourself. But it seems like no matter what you do, the financial storm continues raging. There are times when you ask yourself, how long will this trial last? And you wonder, are things ever going to get better? Do I have to just learn to live with this? You wonder, how long do I have to go through this? If you search the scripture, you'll find that we're in good company when we ask ourselves, how long? Job said in chapter 7, when I lie down, I think, how long before I get up? Maybe you ask yourself how long you have to go through your trial. Psalm 6 verse 3 says, My soul is deeply distressed. How long, O oh Lord, how long? There are times when you do your best to try to mend your relationship and still challenges go on and on. Job said several times, How long, Lord, how long? So I want to share with you three things to do when you find that the storm keeps on raging. First, when you find you've done all you know how to do, you've used all your experience and intellect and thought, first, stand up. When neither sun nor stars, the scripture says, appeared for many days, all hope of being saved was lost. But Paul stood in the midst of them. They had given up hope that they would be saved and they couldn't see any sign of the storm letting up. They had let down, they had given up, but Paul stood up. When you're in a storm, the temptation is to just let down, to lay down, to let go, to lose hope. And the enemy wants you to feel sorry for yourself, to give up hope of things changing. Sometimes we have to stand up, not just to what others are saying, but we have to stand up to ourselves, to our own thoughts. Sometimes we have to talk to ourselves because discouragement and despondency want to take over. In Exodus 14, the Israelites were moving out of Egypt and all they could see behind them was the enemy approaching. And they said, we might as well give up. But Moses said, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring today. You need only be still. Make up your mind, no matter what your feelings are, 
to say, God, I am standing up in this challenge. I am standing up in this storm and I am standing on what you told me. Miraculous things can happen when one person will stand up in a situation. Sometimes we have to resist the tendency to join in conversation or to make conversation ourselves that causes us to feel helpless and hopeless. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But we have to stand up. The story is told in the book of Esther about how she was brought into the palace and she was considered the most beautiful woman in the land. But she concealed the fact that she was a Jew. She had the favor of the king and was enjoying all the perks of her position. But she didn't know that death and destruction were ordered for her people. Her cousin told her, you have to stand up for your people. You've got to go in and see the king. And Esther said, I can't go in there without being invited. The punish for that is death. But finally, she stood up. And because she stood up, the annihilation of the Jews was stopped. If you're wondering if things will get better, just determine to stand up and hold on. God doesn't need an entire army, just a few who will stand up and go against the brain. Will you be the one in your family, in your workplace, who says, I will stand up and stand on God's word? Will you be the one who will stand up and speak words of hope when others are giving in to hopelessness and discouragement? What distinguishes us as believers is not that we don't go through storms. What distinguishes us as believers is how we respond in the storm. Psalm 20 verse 8 makes a distinction between how we go through as opposed to how non-believers go through. It says, they are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. I want to tell you a secret, and you know, I seldom speak or teach without giving you a secret. When God allows a tremendous struggle in the natural, it is for the purpose of achieving something of glory in the supernatural. When God allows a tremendous struggle in the natural, it is for the purpose of achieving something of glory in the supernatural. You see, your struggle and the intensity of your struggle are not for nothing. So first, stand up. Second, cheer up. Verse 23 says, Paul said, Last night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Despite what it looks like, what it feels like, what the news says, what others say, the fix is in. Don't you know that God has already planned for your after the storm? Don't you know that God will visit you in your storm? As difficult as it has been, God will visit you and come and see about you. God will visit us in our storm. 
God sent an angel in the midst of the storm and said to Paul, don't be afraid. You see, your future is already planned. You have to cheer up in the midst of the storm. The Spirit of God has a way of showing up and reminding us of the benefits he's already provided. Psalm 84 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Psalm 33 says, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Cheer up. You have benefits, not based on what you've done, but based on who your God is. A few years ago, I contemplated a surgical procedure that I needed, and before I went in to have the procedure, I wanted to make sure that everything was going to be paid for. I called the insurance company and I told them what the plan was and that I wanted to verify that everything would be covered. The insurance company said, don't worry, it's all covered. And your deductible has already been paid. Several months later, Afterwards, I received a bill from the radiology department of the hospital. And at first, I was sure it was a mistake, so I, I just ignored the bills. I kept throwing them away. But they kept coming. And after a while, I got a phone call, and the person on the line said, this account is going to be turned over to collections. So... I called the health insurance company again, and then I called them back. I said, oh, no, everything is covered. Your bill is in error. I checked with my insurance company, and it's all covered. There are benefits that come with being covered by the blood of Jesus. When the enemy tries to tell you there is no hope, that you're going through this storm because it's what you deserve, cheer up. You have benefits. Isaiah 40 says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. God said in Isaiah 46, my purpose, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Cheer up. God is at work accomplishing all that he purposes to do. Nobody can turn back God's hand. Cheer up. Talk to yourself. Say like it says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me 
than he that is in the world. Jesus even said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So first, stand up. Second, cheer up. But third, look up. Look up. When the storm is still raging and the boat is still rocking from side to side with no end in sight, in the midst of the storm, you have to look up. Paul said, keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Paul said, I believe that it will be just as God told me. He made a personal choice to look away from his personal situation and to believe God despite what things looked like all around him. Will you choose to look up in spite of what's happening? Sometimes you have to say it out loud to yourself. No matter how you feel, you have to talk to yourself. You have to say it out loud. I choose to believe that it will be to me just as God said. No matter what I feel, no matter what my bank account looks like, no matter what the news says, no matter what my friends say, I choose to look up. Someone has said, you don't need to tell God how big your storm is. You need to tell your storm how big your God is. Speak to the storm. Look up. You need to tell that storm, do you know who you're messing with? Know in whom you believe. Base your life on what you know about your God. In the 1950s, there was a famous journalist named Edward R. Murrow. Now, I always thought it was interesting that when people talk about him, they always include his middle initial. They always say Edward R. Murrow. He started a program where he asked people to share what their personal beliefs were. It was called This I Believe. And this tradition was carried on by an organization formed in 2004. And the project resulted in thousands of people sharing their deepest beliefs. Each person expressed what they believed in and what they based their lives on. The essays were recorded for posterity and they even put them in books. Each essay begins with the words, this I believe, and it ends with this I believe. It's a wonderful collection. If you ever get a chance to read it or read it online, it's a wonderful collection of people's thoughts and feelings and belief convictions. Some said they believed in the core values of the country, and some talked about how they believed in family, but they got down to the core of what they've based their lives on. That's a wonderful thing. But in all the recordings I have yet to hear, one of them say, this I believe. I believe God. When all is said and done, will you be able to say, not one of his good promises has failed. 
Is that what you believe? That it will be to you just as God has promised? In the midst of a storm, stand up, fold your arms, refuse to lay down and give up. Cheer up, speak God's word, claim his promises, claim the fact that Jesus said, be of good cheer. Claim your benefits. And finally, look up. Everything that happens in your life is in God's hands. Nothing can come through the gate of your life without God's permission. And if he lets it in, he has promised it's going to bless you. He said he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Stand up. Refuse to give in to discouragement and hopelessness. Cheer up. Jesus said he's got it all taken care of. And look up. Claim his promises. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the words that you have sent to us today. We know that none of what you have said to us is circumstantial or by chance. But you sent this word just for us, just for such a time as this. We may not all be going through the same challenges or life situations, but God, you knew what we needed today. And we trust you, Lord God, that these words that you have spoken to us will be brought back to our remembrance by your spirit in the days and weeks to come. Help us to stand up. Help us to cheer up. Help us to look up. You are our God. And you're the one we're going to trust. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 again next week for the Seed to Sow podcast with Reverend Lisa Weathers Hall. You can also reach us by email at seed to sow ministry at gmail.com. S-E-E-D-T-O-S-O-W ministry at gmail.com. God bless you.